This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Cam Newton backing up Aaron Rodgers in that New York? Would, uh, that would be something. That might be the most interesting quarterback room in the history of the NFL. We would need to have a correspondent just to cover those games. I just want it mic'd. Seriously, yeah. I want I want Cam to introduce Aaron Rodgers to that font, and I want Aaron to introduce Cam Newton to Hiawaska. Make it hard knocks. I'd watch it. Gosh. Just hard knocks quarterback. What are you making Cam Newton's push to get back into the league? He did well, not play at all last year. No, he didn't. And I thought it was actually smart of him to throw at Auburn's pro day. You know, scouts are going to be there. Right, it was thrown to his brother, got. right? It was thrown to his brother, but it, the, the story became Cam. Yeah, which is, again, which is a smart thing to do. I thought it was a good idea for him to do that. Display what you physically can still do. I just don't see it happening. I think just physically, it just... Well, Here, here's the thing. That's with, what we yeah. remember, right? We remember yeah. the end where he was clearly toast. Yeah, he was. He was just physically was just shot. I don't know how well his body's recovered because, again, having all that time off, I don't know time. Time can tell on that. But here's the thing: I look at what what is the league telling us in terms of what they view a Cam. They view that he's done. Otherwise, someone would bring him in for a workout. Someone would bring right. him in. I'm sure his agent is working the phones and stuff all the time for him. But I don't know. I just I just don't see it happening. Unfortunately. Again, this is what the league is telling us, not what we think. I look at what the 32 teams around the NFL are saying, right. and they say, sorry, you're not worth even bringing it as a backup. I'm not worried. I'm not uh, there where you are. I'm not there yet mm-hmm. because I don't think we're completely through the period of time where teams look at their quarterback depth chart. I don't think we'll be there until after the draft. Sure. Right? When, when everything is done, when – Rodgers is in New York when Lamar Jackson is somewhere. I don't so I don't think we're through that period um to eliminate Cam Newton from the equation barring an emergency. But if the Ravens can't sign Jackson, if the Jets feel like, well, we need a backup, Zach Wilson ain't the backup. Zach Wilson ain't an option. If Zach Wilson was an option, I don't think they'd be pursuing air. I mean, maybe I could be wrong. I could be. They could say, "Hey, Zach, just sit there for a couple of years and just take a chill. Yeah, learn." And maybe, maybe that's the way they're looking at it. I don't know. Hey, he's still on a rookie deal. Yeah, but now this is the year three. This is is this? Yeah, this is year three. Yeah. The rookie deal. I don't know. I mean, we haven't seen anything good from Zach Wilson through two years. But again, maybe if he waits another year, like. We're going to have Mike Greenberg on the show later. Greenberg, I know it was on the afternoon show, it was earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Um, the fit that he threw on get-up when it was suggested to him that the Jets should draft a quarterback. The Jets don't do a lot of smart things. But drafting a quarterback for the Jets, maybe not in the first round, but they have two second-round picks. Yeah. If Hendon Hooker is sitting there in the second round, you take him. Yeah. If if they feel like he has a pro future, you take him and you say, dude, you just sit. You just sit and you wait and you learn. You don't even have to give him a uniform. 
right? You just say you are going to learn mm-hmm. for at least one year, maybe two, and then you could be the guy. Keep rehabbing and strengthening your knee and like, just learn. The worst thing you could do as an organization in football is not have a plan. Not have a plan for what's next. Think about what Washington did with Kirk Cousins. All they did was play out the string. They were just extending it as long as they could go. They didn't want to commit to Kirk, mm-hmm. which I don't mind. He turned out to be I mean, top half of the league starting quarterback, hard yeah. to argue, right? And he didn't want to commit to them either. Well, I think, it w- I think he would have, but they did not want to give him a lot. Like, they were happy to pay him year to year. Yeah. So he he beat, like, he's a, a business of football Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. Right? But they, they franchise tagged him back-to-back years. So they weren't going to commit to him. But at the same time, they also didn't secure their future at quarterback. It wasn't until Cousins left that they drafted the wrong guy, right? But it wasn't until after that that they decided to, uh, who their quarterback of the future was going to be. And it was a complete a complete mess. You have to know who the next guy is. That's what Bill Belichick was doing with Jimmy Garoppolo. And unfortunately, Bill was wrong. Brady had more left in the tank than Bill thought. And Garoppolo ultimately had to be moved because you're not going to pay two quarterbacks. You can't pay two quarterbacks a lot of money. You just can't do it. But if I'm the Jets, yeah, even after the Aaron Rodgers trade, I think about it. Uh, all right, we have uh, we have minute takes. I've I've taken up way too much time in minute takes, but that's all right. We we don't. There's not a lot, not a lot of games to discuss. Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuta with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. All right, Dennis, you ready? Let's do it. All right. Quinnipiac versus Minnesota. Let's go. Frozen 4, baby. You know what this is? It's a matchup of Logan Cooley of Minnesota, who might be the best player in college hockey. Sure. And Skylar Brindamore, who plays for Quinnipiac. They won. They beat Michigan 5-2 yesterday. Yeah. I encourage people to go to NCAA.com and watch the highlights of that game. That's as good a fun eight-and-a-half-minute video as you'll ever watch. You see it? I actually have not yet, no. Watch the video. I Like... Thousands of scoring chances. High skill. High skill. Who you got? Give me Quinnipiac, obviously. We you have can't no root idea. against Rob Brindamore or anyone in the Brindamore family. We have no idea. Yeah. All right, yeah, give me the cue. So do you I think can't root for Big Ten schools? I think that's true. You think Rod flies from Buffalo? Oh, easily. To Tampa? Oh, I think Tom Dundon's got the private jet fueled up and ready to go. Who is like is it a seven o'clock game? I think it's an eight o'clock game. Eight o'clock actually. game? Oh, he could get there. Oh yeah. Just don't go overtime, Canes and Buffalo. Well, speaking of Canes and Buffalo, that's the next game up. Sabres, Hurricanes tomorrow. That's a 12-30 puck drop, something that you alluded to. Might as well be a morning skate for these teams. But nevertheless, 
I actually find matinee hockey games very entertaining because I think just all the weird stuff happens in these games. They tend to be high scoring, good, weird bounces, funny goals, crazy situations. I'm looking forward to it, but the Canes need this win big time because I want them to stay ahead of the Devils in the Metropolitan Division. Devils, by the way, play at Boston later on that night. We'll talk to Sean McDonough about that. He's going to do the game. Um, High-scoring game benefits the Hurricanes, Dennis. Of course. That's the, that's my read on it. Yeah. The more goals, the better. We'll see Auntie Ronta tomorrow. We will. Here's the thing. Sabres score a bunch, but they also give up a lot of goals. They are leaky. Yes. Leaky on the back end. Yes. So, yeah, they're, uh, they average about three and a half goals scored per game and give up about three and a half goals a game as well. They are still in the playoff race, though. That they are. They're on the outside of it, but Very they're outside. still there. Would not be surprised if they push, but Canes have to win a hockey game. And, I mean, they can't. They had two good periods last night. All right, let's close on the Masters, shall we? We're not even going to have time for Premier League. I'm sorry. I'm so mad at that. I'm sorry. I know not you are. Really. You're not. You're not sorry because you don't care that Liverpool has to win, has to win at home against Arsenal. I'm sure. All right, the Masters, a tradition unlike any other. Bruce Kepka is 12 under par. Jason Day is in second place right now. Oh, he dropped all the way to seven. He made a double bogey on 15. That's not uh -oh. good. Uh, can I just declare the Masters over? Sure. Brooks Kepka with the bit in his mouth mm -hmm. doesn't lose. Doesn't lose. Okay. Brooks Kepka will win the Masters, and he might win it running away. Hey, good for him. He's a heck of a golfer. He's a great, oh, he's a tremendous golfer. I'm still waiting to see John Romtee off here at... In about nine minutes or so. I'm just curious if we're actually just going to get Masters Monday with all the bad weather coming through the area and through the region. I want Masters Monday. I want the final round on Monday. I think there is a very good chance we're going to see golf on Monday at Augusta. And on top of that, Tiger Woods must be under par today. The cut line is right now at one over. He is at two over. He must be under par today. Rory McIlroy has already packed and I think is leaving Augusta National. Whether or not his final round, his second round is over or not, he will not make the cut. I think he got a late checkout today. Oh, uh, he did. <laughs> uh, at the, uh, at the, the Hooters Hotel. I don't know if there's a Hooters Hotel. Uh, anyway, uh, there you go. Tiger needs to be under par today. But I think uh, I think it's over. I think once Kepka's got it, he is... An absolute beast with the lead. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Carolina Panthers have the first pick in the NFL draft. Seems to me like every mock draft has either uh, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud as the first pick, but there are two other quarterbacks uh, that may or may not figure into the mix. Uh, Anthony Richardson, we got a little bit of an insight on yesterday, and today it's time to talk a little bit about Will Levis, the Kentucky quarterback, by way of Penn State, oh, an old friend, Matt Jones, Kentucky Sports Radio, superstar everywhere, ESPN Radio, uh, restaurateur, joins us, author, uh, potential p political candidate, 
joins us on the Adam Gold Show to talk about Will Levis. Uh, man, what don't you do? I do a lot. I own, you didn't even – did you mention that a professional wrestling uh, owner? Like, that's the thing. That wait, I wait, you're a professional most... wrestler, wrestling owner? Yeah, I own a professional wrestling company, Ohio Valley Wrestling, OVW in Louisville, along with me and a, a couple other people. I, 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 I'm speechless, but uh, I did not well, mention I that. I will tell you, in, in August, uh, Netflix, the you, you know the show Last Chance You? And yes. Here? You yeah. know those shows? Yeah. That director, his next show is he followed us for four months. And so his next show, the guy who did Last Chance You, is about OVW, my wrestling company. Good for you, man. You are you are one of the absolute. Well, wait, wait until you see it because I'm worried. You know, I haven't been on one of those kind of shows. I'm worried how I'll look. But beyond all that, here's the oh. irony, Adam. I am about to get on a plane and fly to North Carolina, literally as soon as we get off the air. So it all comes together. Maybe Will Levis will be doing that here in a few months. All right, give me. Uh, you covered him. What do you think of Will Levis? Uh, not the quarterback just yet, but what do you think about Will Levis? How he handled uh, really a pressure packed year for him. First of all, I would take him number one. I, I mean, I think there's really? a case for okay. Bryce, yeah, I mean, I think there's a case for Bryce Young. To me, to me, it should either be Bryce Young or Will Levis. C.J. Stroud, I think, is very good. I, I, I don't think it's crazy to pick him. I think putting Anthony Richardson into that group is insane. But to me, Bryce Young is his, his both his ceiling and his floor are narrower. I don't think Bryce Young is going to be a a bust, but I also don't think his ceiling is what Will Levis is. Here's the thing about Will Levis: best arm in the draft. I also think a really great leader and a really smart kid. There, my only worry with him over the years has been decision making. But you also have to consider the context of playing at Kentucky uh-huh. without the weapons that Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud have. If you're Will Levis in his, in his junior year, he had one good receiver, which was Wondell Robinson. And then last year he had a terrible offensive line, and his three starting receivers were all true freshmen. You're going to try to make plays that other guys are not going to need to make, and so you're going to make some bad decisions. I don't think he does that when he's surrounded by talent that he'll have in the NFL, which he did not have at Kentucky. All right. Um, okay, no, but no, I, I do want you to answer the first the, the question I asked about how he handled the, oh, the fact that this up. year didn't go. I think he go. messed up. Well, first of all, two things. Go back and look at his tape. If you're, if you're a Will Levis, if you're trying to judge Will Levis, the three best defenses he played at Kentucky were both during his junior year. He played, well, excuse me, his junior and senior. He played Georgia twice, once his junior year, once his senior year. And Iowa in the bowl game his junior year. He didn't play his senior year when right. he played Iowa. Go watch those games against teams stacked with NFL defensive players. And he was great. Kirby Smart said after his junior year that Will was the best quarterback they played against that year. And they played against Bryce Young. Okay. So I, he played excellent in those games. What happened to him this year is that his – he, he didn't handle this year great. He had a new offensive coordinator, but don't overlook the offensive line. Kentucky had three guys drafted yeah. in, the, in the draft after his junior year on the offensive line, and they just couldn't replace them. Teams like Kentucky don't replace offensive lines like that. Darian Kennard is the starting center for the Jaguars. Excuse me, Darian Kennard played for the Chiefs. Luke Fortner starting center for the Jaguars. Logan Stenberg plays for the Lions. He just he didn't have those guys, and the, and the offensive line literally um, – I'm I'm forgetting my guy at Auburn. Cole Kublick said that Kentucky had the worst offensive line in the Power Five last year. That's who Will was playing behind. 
Matt Jones, Kentucky Sports Radio, joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. That's a great sell job for Will Levis as the first overall pick. I actually think that Bryce Young uh, has the highest – actually, he doesn't have the highest ceiling. I think Anthony Richardson has the highest ceiling, but I also think he obviously has the lowest floor. He has the biggest that range. That may be true. That may be true, but show me when Anthony Richardson was ever good. I'm not, I, can show you, I can show you games that Will Levis was awesome. I can't show you games that Anthony Richardson was awesome. So I do think that's a huge, huge difference. Will Levis has done it over and over and over. Anthony Richardson did not. Now, Anthony Richardson is an insane athlete. But, like, to compare him to Cam Newton or Michael Vick or, or Lamar Jackson, that's so unfair to those guys. Those guys were stars in college. Anthony Richardson wasn't even good. He had, like, two good games in college. Will Levis was good in college, and obviously Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud were excellent in college. That's why I just don't think Anthony Richardson should even be in there. I'd rather have Hendon Hooker at Tennessee than Anthony Richardson, and Hendon Hooker, I think, has a lot. I mean, he's hurt right now, but has a lot of upside as well. Well, you bring up somebody that um, I actually said this the other day, uh, and I I was not using Will Levis to be disparaging to Will Levis, but what I said was if Hendon Hooker, looked like Will Levis, we would be talking about Hendon Hooker, even with the injury, as a first-round pick. If I had wheels, I'd be a wagon. I mean, his (laughs) arm is a lot better, Will Levis's. Yes. And again, Hendon Hooker's playing with two guys that are going to be top two-round draft picks this year. His two wide receivers were amazing this year. Now, that doesn't mean he's not good, but Will never got to play with those guys. Go back to his junior year. He played with Wondell Robinson, a third-round pick, and he had three offensive linemen that went to the NFL, and he was great. This year, in the Ole Miss game, he gets hurt in the fifth game, and they tell him, you're not running the ball again, and he didn't run. His junior year, he had nine touchdowns on his, uh, with his legs. He didn't run the ball his senior year, and that made him less effective, but they didn't want to get him hurt. They didn't want to lose him for the season. So I just think people that judge Will based on his production this year, and he had some good games this year, I just don't think they're being fair. Here's all you got to know. When, Ken, when Will Levis was out for Kentucky, they played South Carolina at home, and they had 62 yards of offense without Will Levis. With Will Levis, they were 7-5 and five and a bowl team, nearly beat Ole Miss on the road, played Georgia strong. I just don't see what people don't like about the kid at this point. Well, I think people do like him. I, I have not seen a, uh, a mock draft where he – uh, gets lower than the seventh. I have. Pick. There's a couple of mock drafts that came out a week or two ago. Where he's not even in the first round. Really? And I just don't. I don't. I don't. Under the Bleacher Report one, I think had that, and there was one more. I just don't understand where that stuff comes from. I get Bryce. If I'm the Panthers, I probably take Bryce Young because it's the easiest gamble. But I will note, nobody his size has ever succeeded in the NFL ever. I'm not saying he won't. Right. It's a different game now, but nobody has. It's not so just I'm his like, size; it's his weight. Yeah, right? it's the combination. Yeah. It's the combination of his weight and his size. I mean, he's as skinny as Peyton Manning was, but Peyton Manning was tall. He's both skinny and short. Right. But with that said, I probably would take him because you don't want to have a bust if you're the Panthers. But no. the idea that you – if I had the fourth pick and I'm the Colts or whoever ends up having that, I there's no way I'm not taking Will Levis because at his peak, he's Josh Allen. Could he fail? Yeah, he could fail. But I don't think he fails – if given the right system and the right talent around it. Because when he was at – remember, Kentucky football has sucked all my life. <laughs> and my junior year – or excuse me, his junior year, 
they played Georgia at Georgia. The game was close in the fourth quarter, and that was the national championship team. I think you got to put that as a Will Levis. He's the reason why that was the case. Final thing before you board a plane to come to where I am. Uh, in North Carolina, Matt Jones, Kentucky Sports Radio. Uh, what were you, what have your interactions uh, or somebody that you know that you're close with your interactions been like with Levis? Love the kid, very confident, bordering on cocky. And when you first meet him, you either think that's awesome or it can be a little off-putting. Um, his teammates love him. But it was when he first got here, there was a little like, who's this guy walking around with all this swagger? I think that's why you've heard some reports that maybe the interviews didn't go great with him at first at the combine. He's one of these people that when the first time you meet him, you're not sure about him. But like the second and third time you like him each time more. So I think whoever gets him, that fan base will fall in love with the guy and the other fans will hate him, just like Louisville, Tennessee fans, et cetera, hated him here at Kentucky. I wonder why Louisville or Tennessee fans would hate <laughs> anybody from Kentucky. Uh, Matt Jones, Kentucky Sports Radio, restaurateur, wrestling uh, league owner. Gosh, you're amazing. Uh, thanks for coming <laughs> Adam, on, man. I'll talk man. to you soon. Good to hear from you. You too. Bye-bye. Take care. That's Matt Jones. Wow, what a dude. All right. So covering him in college is one thing. What about being there at the beginning, the developmental stage? So we'll talk to the head, uh, his football coach in high school, and we bring in uh, former Xavier High School coach Greg Jascott. Uh, he's from Connecticut. Uh, and I keep hearing comparisons, and uh, Matt Jones just made it to Josh Allen. So when you hear that, what do you think about it? Uh, well, you know, I hate, I hate to compare Will to Josh Allen, who's been doing it, in, you know, for quite a few years. But Will is a tremendous talent, has been uh, since I met him quite a few years ago. Uh, do I see some similarities in, in style of play for sure? Um, you know, I think he's, a, a, like I said, a tremendous talent, built very similarly, I would say. Uh, moves well, uh, does well in the pocket on the run, uh, has a tremendous arm uh, as you get a Sure, seen yeah. his, uh, college highlights. Um, yeah, I, I do understand the similarities and the you know the comparisons, but I, I personally don't like to compare the two because it's you know setting some expectations for a guy that's been in the business and doing it for a few years now. So, what was it like to coach him in high school? How, what what was his development like? Well, it was it was pretty obvious from day one that he had the you know the intangibles, the talent, the arm strength. Um, you know, it's it's always interesting when you coach high school kids to see their development from their freshman year through their senior year. Uh, but you know, it was pretty obvious to us that Will had had the you know quote unquote it factor uh, in terms of playing the position. Uh, very bright, um, you know, great decision maker. Uh, very you know, did very well in the classroom, in the film room, things of that nature. And that was, you know, very easy to see as a young guy. Um, and as he, you know, matured through his sophomore, junior, senior seasons, you know, just in, uh, kind of took off from there. Um, but the talent was very obvious to, to all of us when he walked in the door. Um, and like I said, he's just a, a tremendous worker. Um, and he's a great desire to succeed. And I have no doubt in my mind that he'll continue to do that, you know, as he moves up through the ranks. When did he become the starter? He was named the starter his sophomore year. Um, he came up and did some work with us his freshman year as well. Um, but he was named the starter. He beat out uh, two kids that were older than him uh, his sophomore year. And 
how was the what was the dynamic like the leadership dynamic for that position for an underclassman uh, at a at a high school team? Well, you know, I mean, that's something I talk with our quarterbacks about all the time. I mean, regardless of your age, you have to have command of the huddle, command of the room. You have to, you know, earn the respect of your teammates, and he did that. Um, quite honestly, I think he started to do that his freshman year when he came up and practiced with us quite a bit. Um, but he he had he earned their respect in that he you know was 110 percent all the time, whether we were in the weight room on the practice field, game day, you know everything he did was um, you know 110 percent, and he certainly earned the respect of the older kids pretty quickly. Um, and you know look, kids are kids are smart and they they see the talent as well, and it was evident to those guys the, the ability that he had. We're talking with Greg Jasket, who coached uh, Will Levis in high school. How did he handle the recruiting process? I thought, listen, recruiting process is, is tough for anyone nowadays. Uh, I thought Will handled it pretty well. Um, you know, it moves at different paces, and once it picked up for him, it, you know, for any kid, I would say it gets pretty stressful. But, you know, Will and I had some great conversations throughout, um, you know, and, and he knew what he wanted. He had goals he set for himself, and, um, you know, we spoke about those often. Uh, but he had great conversations with several programs, and um, like I said, eventually it, it took off for him. He received a ton of offers, and uh, as I said, it's it's a stressful, you know, stressful situation for a high school kid to have to go through. But I thought he handled it pretty well. We're talking with Greg Jasket, who's the high school was the high school coach of Will Levis. What do you think the best quality uh, that he possesses that will allow him to develop in the NFL? I think he's a leader, and. and I, I, in every sense of the word, you know, I, he cares about his teammates. He cares about his performance. Um, he cares about the people around him. He's a tremendous worker. Um, and he, he strives to not only get the best out of himself, but the people around him as well. And I think that, you know, obviously you're talking the highest level of football in the NFL, but I think that other guys will respect that. He's always willing to, to go the extra mile. How does he get, how was how he able to kind of rally teammates? Same thing again. I think just just earning their respect by his you know his work ethic and showcasing his abilities and, and you know being the first guy in, last guy out type of mentality. And he's been that way since he was a young young guy here at Xavier. Um, and I think that's only going to continue. I know it's going to continue as he you know gets to the, the next level here in a, in a few weeks. Greg Jasket, Will Levis's high school football coach, is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Uh, it, do you have a uh, a moment when you knew that he was different than anybody else maybe you've ever coached? Um, I mean, I could probably think about that and pick out quite a few. Um, but the one in particular when I knew he had a little bit of the, the it factor was his freshman year. I remember um, standing behind the end zone during one of the freshman games, and he, he threw a uh, slant pass that a lot of young 14-year-old kids couldn't make, you know, through the through the teeth of the defend, defenders. And uh, I remember sitting back there and, and thinking there's not a lot of 14-year-old kids that have, A, the ability to do it, but, B, the confidence to do it at that age. I mean, it, when, when that moment happens as a coach, what's going through your head? <laughs> well, obviously there's a lot of excitement. You, you know, you – as a coach, you're always ready to work with every kid, every ability. Um, but obviously there's a, a lot of excitement when you have a kid that has that raw talent. You hope to, to help develop it and, and help him reach past his potential. And 
did did his personality change as everything started happening around him for him about him did uh, you know what kind of what kind of a person uh is he and how did he handle all of the extra attention no, i think he handled it very well i mean i i have a I have a very good relationship with Will, and he seems to be the same guy he was when he was a kid. I mean, listen, these kids come in here as 14-year-olds, um, you know, often shy and, and hesitant, but Will always had that confidence. He wasn't afraid to talk to people, make new, you know, build new relationships. I mean, we're talking about a kid that did, you know, went on a service trip to Guatemala when he was a junior or senior. Um, the kid, he, he wants to be a part of the community he's a part of in, in every way, um, and I don't, I don't see him change being changed one bit since uh, since we first met him when he was 13, 14 years old. Greg Jasket, Will Levis's high school football coach, at G Jasket on Twitter. I thank you so much for your time. Uh, n- next time you talk to Will, tell him uh, good luck for us, and we'll talk to you soon. I will do that. I appreciate it. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.